In this episode, Dr. Cashy talks about effort reward matching, or not, and how it affects well being. If you do too much for what you get, frankly, it feels bad. But that doing too much might come from different places than you think. The Good Doctor introduces a five point system to make sure the effort you put in matches the reward to get, in the worst case scenario, a more fulfilling life. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to ah, Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and today's lesson is much more of a pep talk to make good use of the time while I do more research on the big sugar boogeyman into the world conspiracy thing. So, here is what you are learning. Here is what you are learning. What potentiated... Tabitha's effort reward mismatch. What perpetuated Tabitha's effort reward mismatch? And how Tabitha resolved her effort and reward mismatch and continues to resolve her effort reward mismatches because they are a continuous thing. It does take some experience and there are new experiences and new resolutions. Here is how she did it, okay? So throw down a hashtag reward if you've ever been so frustrated because you put in just a gosh darn ton of work and then got a crappy result. If you want to maximize the results you get from the amount of effort you put in, then this is the lesson for you via Tabitha's experiences, okay? Remember, throw down a hashtag reward. That's what's going down in today's lesson. A little bit of background here. This started with quite a dramatic message from... Tabitha, good lord. She was like, doo, 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 Yo, Dr. Cashy, this is so much work and such little reward, and it is awful and it is terrible, and I can't stand it. It's exactly what it was like. I have perfect impression, by the way. Uh, the whole pay attention to what you put in your body thing and what you do with your body thing can feel like quite the effort. And relative to how much you were paying attention to before, which may, practically speaking, have been close to zero, it may seem like quite a big jump in perceived effort. And sometimes that whole effort to pay out ratio thing seems to be goofed up. Inevitably, it feels deficient, where the effort almost indubitably, it indubitably feels higher than what the reward is, and that the effort and reward combination is just too darn high and the reward effort combination is just too darn low. Humans are good at that. It felt like the work Tabitha was doing was more annoying than she wanted it to be and therefore she needed it to be smoother going. It felt like the work Tabitha was doing was more miserable than she wanted it to be and therefore she needed it to be more comfortable. If Tabitha needs something, if you need something, then you must have it. And if Tabitha must have it, then by default, it is a condition for survival. If you are, or Tabitha is, in this case, deficient in any of her survival conditions, well then, she can't stand it. And the result is obvious death. That's what that means. Therefore, 
any reality that conflicts with Tabitha's arbitrary survival conditions. And Tabitha is still alive, despite the gross deficiencies in what she had apparently needed. Well, it just results in an emotional disturbance instead. <laughs> That's the consolation. Since Tabitha effectively convinced herself that she just couldn't live without something, she must have it, she needed it, and well, she, the, the universe conflicted with that need, and she lived, uh, it looks like she just settled for making herself miserable instead. Voila! <laughs> Voila! In this case, Tabitha needed a result. Needed a result and then got something other than that result, then, beep, boop, boop, Dr. Cashy, the universe is against me. Dr. Cashy, you're being a stupid dummy head. And that skinny biatch over there has everything way more easier than me. And life is so super totally unfair. And I never get what I must have. And it's horrible and it's awful and it's a catastrophe and it's a nightmare and it's a disaster and I can't stand it. And this means I'm a turd burglar doomed to turd burgle until the end of days. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Well... Now it makes sense why Tabitha has so many frustrations of keeping track of what she was putting in and doing with her body. Good grief. Look at all the stuff that's at stake. The whole universe is at stake. If Tabitha convinced herself she needed something, which means she would die if she got anything else, and then the universe, or somebody else, or her, fell short of that need, and she survives, which she indubitably does survive instead of saying hey maybe that's just something i really want rather than something i absolutely need or else she just throws a tantrum instead therefore reinforcing how much she needed that thing think of this tantrum as a dramatic role play of the death that would have occurred had this arbitrary demand been a conditional need for and therefore a must-have for survival Makes way more sense that way. You're just dramatically acting out the death that would have occurred had this been a legitimate need, okay? It appears that Tabitha was getting less than what she felt she deserved based on the perceived amount of frustration and misery she created for herself. This is really neat. So thinking caps on, thinking caps on here. It turns out that since the typical American has a no pain, no gain sort of mentality, uh, that your perceived level of effort, how hard you work and how correctly you feel you are working, is directly proportional to how frustrated and miserable you are. Therefore, if you make yourself frustrated and miserable, well then you can change your perceived level of effort of, of, of how hard and how correct you are working. That makes a lot of sense. Therefore, the more miserable and more frustrated you make yourself, the harder and more correctly you are working and the more of a result you obviously deserve. Eureka! This makes perfect sense. It works every time it's genius that's thinking with your dipstick jammer. Rather than having strong but rational and flexible preferences to make progress at a rate you want to make, or in this case, Tabitha, right? Rather than Tabitha having strong but rational and flexible preferences to make progress at a rate she wanted to make, Tabitha instead created obnoxious demands on the universe and obnoxious demands, more importantly, on her body and by extension of herself or 
obnoxious demands of, of herself and then by extension her body. These universal rules, essentially, must, need, should, have to. These universal rules for what progress must be so that it matches whatever Tabitha arbitrarily deemed as fair based on how hard she felt like she was working. And the harder she felt she was working, the more fairer the results must be. Which, as you now know, the best proxy for hard work is how frustrated and miserable you are. The more frustrated and miserable you are, then the, the super more extra fairer of a result you deserve. Because no pain, no gain. <laughs> Therefore, the more frustrated and miserable you make yourself, the more deserving you are of the demands you make on yourself and others and the universe, your body, etc. In other words, the harder Tabitha felt she was trying and the worse she felt her results were, based on how hard she felt she was trying, the more frustrated she made herself, the more miserable she made herself, and the stronger her feelings of deservingness became. And the more frustrated and miserable she made herself, the more she felt her body must fulfill the arbitrary demands she placed on it, as if her body owed her. Because Tabitha structured her reality to make her body owe her something rather than the opposite where she owed things to her body. What makes more sense to you? To you. Does it make more sense for you to treat your body well or does it make more sense for your body to treat you well? Which one makes more sense? Which one, which one has stronger logical and rational underpinnings? Which one works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for 75 plus years? And which one out of self-inflicted frustration and misery acts in foolish ways that impede the other from working properly and then use that as a reason to be even more frustrated and miserable? Deservingness and fairness and owingness are interesting things. Too bad the universe completely ignores them. The faster that gets integrated, the more gratuitous frustration and gratuitous misery you can eliminate towards yourself and the universe, and the more time, energy, and intellectual capacity you have to actually solve your gosh darn problem. If you are consistently frustrated and miserable, things feel like they should be fairer than they really are. If you feel like your results are so bad that it frustrates you enough to say, screw it. Hmm. So in this case, Tabitha was frustrating herself. She was sabotaging herself and then she was getting frustrated at her sabotage. And in that case, it makes the most sense to make the assumption, when I was talking to Tabitha, make the assumption you have some underlying obnoxious demand that you're making of yourself, of the universe, of your body, of other people. As Dr. Ellis says, look for the shoulds and look for the musts. You probably fabricated and distorted an impulsive need for something. And when that happens, the logic that follows is I can't stand life without it. Why? Because it's a need. If it's a need and life falls short of that need, well, then you die. That is the point, right? Therefore, you cannot stand life without it instead of crafting a rational and flexible priority for something you may just want. Even if you like super totally want it really bad, 
which is a lap. Okay. Let's go to the swap little T, little T swapulation. Yeah. Okay. So when I was working through this with Tabitha, we came up with this five point belief system gut check, so to speak. Maybe a fancier name will come up with it later. But gut check is just a way to dispute, essentially, the sort of belief system you have and whether or not that belief system you have is contributing to your frustration and misery and deservingness and all this other stuff that creates impulsive tendencies and self-sabotaging behaviors. Okay, so use this five point gut check to challenge the harmful demands and standards you set for yourself, which again, lead to impulsive and destructive behavior so that you can transition to more rational and flexible priorities, which means you become more self-determined self and have more rational and constructive behaviors. Okay, is the belief system around what you want, is it, is it more rigid and absolute with all or nothing tonality? Or is it more flexible and reasonable? Is your belief system more internally conflicting? Or is it more logical? Does it follow? Does, is your belief system more consistent with your world? Or is your belief system more consistent with the real world? Does your belief system lead to more frustration and misery? Or does your belief system help you overcome frustration and misery? Is your belief system regularly pushing you from what you want? Or is your belief system helping you get closer to what you want? So compare these two belief systems. Compare these two belief systems and reference this gut check as, as you go. Which is more likely to be disturbing and self-sabotaging and which is more likely to be resilient and self-determined and constructive? I must get the body I want or else life must make that comfortable and fair for me or else others must make it easier for me to do that or else. The other belief system, I want the body I want, that's allowed, but I know the path to that body will probably be annoying and frustrating. And even if I fall short of that body, life will still go on and I have the ability to have an otherwise productive and happy life. Hmm. Again, which is more likely to cause increases in frustration, increases in misery, and cultivate self-sabotage, thus ruining progress or even damaging beyond the starting point, making yourself worse than when you started as time goes on? That happens. Which is more likely to increase resilience, increase convenience, and cultivate self-determination, thus making more progress faster and keeping it? Hmm? Go back to Big T. Whoopsh. Big T and then Big Brain Background and the Whiteboard of Wisdom. <laughs> so here's what you've learned. You learned what potentiates an effort and reward mismatch you learn what perpetuates an effort and reward mismatch. And you learned how to resolve an effort and reward mismatch. So throw it on a hashtag reward. If you've ever been frustrated by feeling like you've been putting a ton of work in and then getting a super duper crappy result. Hmm? Cause this was the lesson. This was the lesson for you in that regard. See if the, uh, the, I guess the disputing and the challenging, of the underlying philosophies resonated with you at all. 
Because if you want to maximize the results you get from the amount of effort, again, this is the lesson for you in order to maximize those things to make sure things are more, more convenient and easier to deal with and make it put you in the position to overcome the inevitable frustrations and obstacles instead of creating them for yourself. <laughs> Thank you for learning today. It's been awesome. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>